Hello and welcome back to season two of Zero Wasted Days. I am honored that you are here with me and I am so excited for all of the episodes to come. I am also just very grateful for all of the reviews that you've been leaving and all of the love that you've been giving me inside my DMs. I love nothing more than to be of service to you and to hear that everything that I'm talking about here at Zero Wasted Days is resonating. You know, I really want to inspire you to push the boundaries of what's expected in your life and business, to challenge norms and your growth edges, and to go after the most audacious dreams, because I've seen for myself that anything is truly possible when you have a vision and are ready to go after it. Are you ready to dive in? Let's go. Hello and welcome back to this week's episode of Zero Wasted Days. You are joining us in January of 2024. I'm so excited for the guests that I have lined up and especially for this conversation with Ashley Madel. Ashley is the host of the Glowgetter podcast, the Glowgetter conference. She is a business coach, a speaker. She has been seen on the Globe and Mail, CTV News, in lots of different media outlets, across Canada and the US, and I'm delighted to have Ashley joining me here today. So welcome, Ashley. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Ashley, we share one common thing that I know so far, which is being Canadian. Yes. <laughs> and before we hit record, I said how much I loved having conversations with Canadians. So I'm chuffed to be here having a conversation with you today. And I would just really love to get to know the kind of the Ashley behind the podcast, behind the conference, behind the business coach that we see on Instagram. Tell us a little bit more about yourself and how you got to where you are right now. Oh, such a good question. Okay. So what I would start with is that I'm originally from Ontario, like we were just talking about in Canada. And back quite a few years ago now, I made the move out West. And when I made that move out West, it was just after graduating high school, figuring out what I was going to do, what that looked like. And I ended up working for an event planner. And it wasn't exactly what I was planning on doing. Initially, I was planning on going to college in Toronto for fashion industry. So <laughs> when I came to Alberta, I quickly realized it was not the capital of fashion in Canada. So <laughs> I had to really rethink what that looked like. So when I started working for this event planner, I had worked on events like fashion shows back in Ontario. So I was like, oh, maybe this could be the thing. So I remember taking my event planning certificate and I went right into event planning, like full in and I fell in love with it. And I quickly realized there was a lot of community events that were needed here. And at that point in time, a lot of people weren't familiar with independent event planners. Mm. There was a lot of in-house and big corporations, but that was really it. So instead of trying to attract all of these clients, that was a little more difficult. I ended up deciding to create my own community events. So this is really where it all began. I started cool. with a fashion show working with all these local small business owners that had clothing stores and boutiques. And even some of the box stores that came in and were a part of it as well and had this amazing women's night. And a couple of years after that started, I got asked to do a local bridal show. And so then I was pulling all these wedding professionals together to do <laughs> an event, another fashion show, of course, included. And yeah. so I kept the whole fashion part of it together. But what I started noticing is that these events... I would often do trade shows. There was a trade mm. show portion. And so that really enabled me to be working with all these small business owners. And I didn't realize mm. it at the time, but I was working with them and hearing all of this like feedback from them of what they were looking for, how they needed support, where they were struggling in their business. And I remember thinking 
okay, we need to do something for these small business owners. There's so many here. There's so many that are out there and there's just not a lot you don't know. And now internet was just picking up. This was like Mm. 2008, 2009. (laughs) Facebook was just becoming a thing. Instagram didn't even exist yet. And I remember thinking, what if we did an event here? And what I kept hearing is a lot of the times entrepreneurs here couldn't afford to go to big events like in Toronto or into Mm. the US because a lot of times small business owners don't have big budgets and what they do make, they put back into their business. So I started thinking, what if we just bring something here? What if I brought speakers here and I start just create something for us right here? So here I am just outside of Edmonton thinking that I'm going to attract like an hour radius of small business owners. That's typically who comes in for my events. That would be great. And so then one of my biggest things that I do, and you'll see this on my Instagram now that I've always kept with me is that I'm constantly pulling my audience. Like I really want to know what Mm. everybody is looking for, what they're needing, what they're wanting, where they're struggling, like how I can help. That's one of my biggest things. And I didn't recognize this. I've done this from day one. And that's what I was doing that first event. And I was like, okay, who do you want to hear? Who do you want to learn from? And the name that kept coming up was Arlene Dickinson from CBC's Dragon's Den. And everyone loves her story, loves how she supports businesses. And I was like, I have to find a way to get Arlene here. (laughs) Amazing. I was like, I'm not sure how I'm going to do this, but we'll figure it out. Like I know she's a very busy woman. She does not take many events. She has a very busy filming schedule between Calgary and Toronto. And in 2014, I booked and worked with Arlene Dickinson and brought her in to cameras. And when I did that, that was for me, it was like a big aha moment where I realized, okay, I can make big things happen. If I set Ooh. my mind to something, I know I can figure that out. I've done that my entire life in different things, but I started recognizing the, just the power of goal setting and what that could yeah. look like of bringing something to life. The interesting thing too, was that once that event went off and it was huge, people started coming in from all over that hour radius was like blown out <laughs> of the water. I had people come in from all across Canada. I had a group from wow. the Yukon contact me and asked to fly in for this. I had women that had heard about it through people that had flown to the States. So we had US residents coming up as well. I don't know what's happening here, but it was just so cool. And so for me, what I realized was that year, I started getting asked, okay, how did you do that? How like, Mm. how did you work social media to promote that? Because you had such a crazy far reach. It wasn't just like this local one hour radius. And so During that time, I had started doing more events and I started taking on clients at that point in time. And I started in the wedding industry. So here I am doing events and weddings about like 30 to 40 a season of weddings alone. I'm running this conference and then I'm starting to get asked to do coaching and helping people (laughs) and business owners get on social media and um, strategize in their business. So Fast forward over from 2014 to about 2000, right up until the pandemic, I was still doing all of that and coaching on the side. And then when the pandemic hit, (laughs) I was like, okay, there's no more events. What are we going to do? So everything got paused on that side of my business and I was able to go full-time coaching and I just went straight into it. I just dove right into it. And truthfully, I have never looked back. So I stopped accepting client events and now I brought relaunched my conference this year after the pandemic. And that's where I am now doing this full time. And so I've made that like major switch. (laughs) Wow, wow, wow. You really sound like someone who just dives into things. Yep. (laughs) One of the things that I often talk to my clients about is not just not getting too hung up on all the steps to get to somewhere. So obviously, if you're quite goal oriented, you would also be and as an event planner, make some efforts and concentrate on the detail. How do you keep a balance between 
the detail and all the things that you know you need to do to get to where you need to get to. And also keep the energetic belief in where you're going without getting too stressed and overwhelmed by all the list of, and and the to-dos. Yeah, it's, that's a good question because I think that it's very easy to get caught up in those details and get caught up in, like you said, hung up on just all of the little moving parts. So one of the big things for me is sometimes even just like starting with writing the goal down and then just also leaving it, like not necessarily full on focusing on it and obsessing over it. You know what I mean? There's definitely that balance there that sometimes you just have to step back from it and just see how it plays out. Because I think if sometimes if you try to force something that doesn't always work in the the best way for you either. Mm. So I would say one of the first things I do and what was interesting about this year was initially at the beginning of this year, I didn't plan on running the conference again. I was thinking, oh, you know what? I'll plan a few years out. It's going to take some time. (laughs) And so what I kind of joke about is that I actually wrote it down on my vision board, which is right there. (laughs) And I just left it and I just played with it. And then it was interesting because just how it all played out with how some things just flowed together, came Mm. together. And then all of a sudden it was happening. So sometimes I feel like when, if you feel like you have a goal and you're really trying to make it happen, sometimes Mm -hmm. you step back and just allowing the universe to just let things fall into place. Sometimes that's the best way to do it. Yeah, I I 100% agree. It's one of the things I tell my clients every day is to really just put it out there. But it's also so much around around the feeling of how you show up for it every day and not death grip and control every little aspect. Because as soon as we start to control all of those little pieces is that it just feels desperate. Like you said, it's that that lack kind of energy that doesn't Mm -hmm. feel good. And I think it it blocks people from getting to where they want to get to. I love that. And so you put it on your, your vision board and you went from probably not doing, or at least not a date in the calendar at January 1st, 2023. <laughs> and the date was, what, what was the day you had the actual conference? October? Yes. So it was October yeah. 25th, 26th that it actual yeah. ha- actually happened this year. <laughs> yeah. And so were what were some of the things that made it happen? Was it like some big speakers that kind of came to the forefront and things like that? Or what was it that, that kind of made it, made it happen? Okay, I have the funniest story for you about this whole situation. (laughs) What I will do is I'm going to take it back to how I launched my podcast and then how this came into place as well Mm -hmm. this year. When I had hired my very first virtual assistant back in 2018, I had said to her, she lived locally. So it was nice that we could actually get together in person Mm -hmm. initially. And I said, I had so much going through my mind of everything I wanted to accomplish in the year ahead. It was the end of the year. I said, okay, you're on board. I'm so excited to have you here. There is so much that I'm doing and wanting to work towards at this point in time, I was still doing weddings because this and events because this was right before the pandemic. And I said, I need you to come over and we're going to have a meeting and I'm just going to lay everything out that's in my brain for you. Mm. (laughs) And so I started this sticky note exercise all in the way to just say, okay, this is like what you need to know of what I'm working on, what is like currently happening and what's coming up. And so I said, I want to talk to you about some of the goals I have for next year, or just what I call one day goals. So there are so many times that I hear people say, one day I'm going to do this, or one day I hope I achieve this. It's it's just a common phrase. So I wrote down one day, I want to launch a podcast. 
And so we started talking about that and then she's okay, let's just talk a bit more. Like, you know, do you know what that looks like? And I was like, I have no idea at this point. Like, I don't know what it takes like tech wise or, you know, Mm. just all of the things that you need to plan out, how you get guests, like all of those things. Now, the idea behind that was I had taken a pause on the conference right around that time. And I was thinking what I wanted to do next with it. And I thought, the podcast would be a way to connect with more incredible women, continue Mm. sharing stories and also sharing them in a wider area. Like I could reach again across Canada, US and worldwide this way. That's the whole idea behind the podcast. And what was really funny about it is once I wrote it down on that sticky note saying one day goal, two and a half months later, it was in the works and it was happening. (laughs) Of course it was. (laughs) Exactly. So I, there's a stat that I love that it's 42%. You're more likely to achieve a goal if you Mm. write it down. And even if it says one day, and I I just love that stat because I fully believe in it. That is what happened that year. And then it started happening. And what I started recognizing is that when I would say I wrote down a one day goal or have a goal that I wanted to achieve at some point in time, One of the first steps I always recommend to do is start researching what that looks like. Because for me, that's all it took with a podcast. I just had to research what I needed to do. And then that gave me my answers. Something I want to do? Is this something I want to put energy and time into? What does that look like? And for me, it was all yes. It was all like a heck yes. It wasn't just like, I'll think about it and then come back to it. It was like, I can do this. Like, I can figure this out. And then it launched early 2019, the podcast launched. And so that was to me was like, okay, if I write these down, this is what helps. So fast forward to this year, this is where if you went back to January for me, I would have been like, oh, yeah, the pod like doing a conference again, that would be like 2024, 2025, that kind of goal. I have a lot of research I still have to do. (laughs) So what ended up happening is I had a client of mine that was a coaching client that also was running an event in Jasper Park Lodge, which is in Mm. Alberta, Canada. And it's a Fairmont property. And so I had gone with her to do a site visit. And with my event planning background, it ended up working well for me to support her in that area as well. So here I am at one of the most beautiful places in the world. And (laughs) I remember and I remember saying to this new Fairmont representative that we were working with earlier this year saying, yeah, one day, I really hope like I could bring my See, this is where it's dangerous. Say one day goal out loud and that's what happens. So I said to her, one day I would love to bring my conference here. What a magical place this would be to have somewhere that women entrepreneurs could come in, be distraction free, like Mm. the Jasper Park Lodge for anybody that's listening that is not familiar with it. It is like its own little, I I don't want to say island, but there's lakes surrounding it and it's out by itself. It is like the town site's 10 minutes away. It's just beautiful. And I just started visualizing what it would look like to have women there and to have them walking around. It's all like cabins. And so they'd be walking around the property and connecting and seeing each other and saying, oh, I know you from Instagram. And like, we've never met, but I followed you. And I could just kept visualizing this, like coming together and just everybody in one space, right? Not where it was like an event in the city where you just come and then go home. It was like, everybody is there and really present. And that's what I was visualizing. So she's also like, when would you be interested? I can get you some dates. And I was like, Oh, no, I don't even know what that looks like yet. It's it's like a one day goal, like maybe 2024, 20, 2025, maybe send me some information on what it looks like to work with the Fairmont. But at this point in time, I'm not entirely sure this would be something right away. Yeah. So she said, Okay, I'll get you some information. She's like, who would you have speak? And I was like, Oh, I have at this point in time, <laughs> 
I've always brought in a variety of speakers. So every mm-hmm. conference I did, including Arlene's, I always had someone that was like a celebrity success. And then yeah. a lot of different speakers at a variety of success levels, because I wanted to show the audience that there's success in so many different yeah. ways and so yeah. many different levels. Right. And so that was always my strategic goal behind the event. So she's like, so who would your speaker be? And I was like, I have no idea. I'll have to get back to you on that because I need to know that first before I really start thinking about it. So this is where it gets funny. A week later after this conversation, I wake up and I am not a super early morning person. And I woke up randomly at five in the morning. And so that's really early for me. And I was Mm -hmm. like, I just sat up in bed going, so if I were to do this, who would I bring in? (laughs) So I could tell it like the mind was He was a clever salesperson asking you that question. Right, exactly. (laughs) It was very smart. So I, the first thing I said to myself was, I know who my one day goals are, like Jenna Kutcher and Amy Porterfield, Mel Robbins, these names Mm. are just swirling through my mind. I was like, I should just take my own advice and I should research what it looks like to work with some of these incredible women. I have no idea. Most of them don't take a lot of like Jenna, for example, doesn't take a lot of events. And I know Amy and Mel, they're constantly booked. I have no idea what this looks like, but I said, there's no way I'm ever going to be able to figure this out unless I do some research. Right. Yeah. So here I am at five 30 in the morning (laughs) typing an email. I'm rushing out to get some information because I'm like, I need to know this. If I ever want to plan it, I know I need this information. So here I send off this email and I go back to sleep and I don't think anything of it. And this is where sometimes it's like you write the goal down and then you just leave it and see what happens, right? Exactly. I made the ask and that was like the next step was just like putting it out there. Two days later, so that was a Wednesday, two days later, I heard back from a particular speaker's team saying, Mm. I actually think she would love this, but can you send us more information? And I was like, oh Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. So this is serious. So I spent the entire weekend drafting up the most biggest email you could (laughs) but the most detailed email because I really wanted to describe like my vision and my goal behind Mm. it and like what I wanted to achieve from running this event again and why I was bringing it back what I did before what it would look like now where it was being held like the Mm. vision there so it was an extremely detailed email and so that Monday morning I sent it off to that particular speaker and two hours later I heard back from the amazing Jenna Kutcher herself and saying oh she loved the vision and was absolutely in. And oh my, amazing. I, I didn't believe it. I'm going to be hundred percent honest. I fangirled a little bit. I was like, got into <laughs> shock a little bit. Jenna has the biggest heart and is like the sweetest person. And mm. we just connected so well, we're just sharing such similar mission and vision, working and helping women and impacting mm. women. And we started talking and then she said, okay, let's work on some dates. And the next thing you know, October 25th, 2023 is in the works. And I just have to wow. say the funniest thing was going back to that beautiful Fairmont representative saying, <laughs> I'm going to need dates and I'm going to need dates now. <laughs> yeah. So it's such an interesting story of like how I started at the beginning of the year of it being a one day goal. And by doing some research, making an ask, there's just so many amazing lessons in that and setting a goal like that. A hundred percent. That is so good. I'm big on setting intentions and mm-hmm. it's, I think sometimes it's like we, we operate so much in autopilot. We get up every day and we, everything's on autopilot, but that autopilot is largely yes. the fact that we operate in, in our subconscious, right? Like everything we do is in our mm-hmm. subconscious until we actually bring something into our awareness or our consciousness. 
and we're like, I want to do that thing. And we make the ask. And yep. as soon as we make the ask, then we're open. We have, obviously have to be open to receive the thing. And yes. you did the thing. And look at what happened. Yep. I think it's so inspiring for Thank other you. women who are listening because we get in our own way, right? We get in our own yep. way. We're like, of course, she's never going to say yes to me. I think it's also really beautiful because... I say this to my clients all the time, drop into the feeling of the program or of the event. I got goosebumps thinking about walking around Jasper Park Lodge and the feeling, the essence of what you created, exactly. you translated that obviously so well into an email that went to her that she was like, bam, yes. And then you were looking at dates. I just really love all of that coming together. Thank and you. the date came and went, the event came and went. And was it extraordinary? Yes. Oh, it was. And it's what you were saying about when you were feeling goosebumps and visualizing, watching it come to life and unfolding exactly how I imagined was one of the most magical things mm. I have ever mm. seen watching the women and like how people connected and like people were out walking on the walking paths around the lake and just walking to their cabins and people were running into each other. And I kept running into people saying the same thing. It's like, I follow you on Instagram, but I don't know who you are. We've oh, never met in person, yeah. but I feel like I know you and, and things like that. It it was just, yeah. I can't even describe the magic it felt like to mm. be there and have everyone feel fully present. And the biggest feedback I got was that they wanted to be there longer. They wished it was like a day or two longer because they just yeah. wanted to sit with everybody and the collaborations that came and the connections that were made and friendships that were developed. Like it was just amazing. And the feedback coming back, like there are so many women that have re reached out after and said like, this changed my life in this way. And I've already made act oh. like I've already taken action. I had one oh, girl that so good. went back to her business and two days after and cut half her client list because she wants to go in a new direction and has a whole new vision, but didn't feel like she had time to design that new yeah. vision. And right. So and good. then there was a woman, uh, one woman that messaged me and said, there's a group of five to 10 of us that now we're getting together monthly because we've connected and we so want good. somebody that feels that same synchronicity and yeah. support and goals. So I just, oh, I love that. That's, that was my vision. And I told Jenna that from day one, I just want to make impact. I just want to yeah. change lives. I want to connect these incredible women, put them together in one room. Mm. I can't even imagine the magic that's going to be created here. So good. And when women come together in community and connect together, especially in-person events, it is just, yes. it's, yeah, it's something that we not just miss during COVID, but I think just yeah. uh, a lot of women in entrepreneurship start to try to go mm -hmm. out on their own and it's, it's a lonely place, right? So the minute it that is. you can start to actually connect with others and realize that it, you don't have to do it alone, it's this exactly. little light bulb goes off. And exactly. yeah, for me, at least in masterminds and running my own and all that kind of stuff, it's mm -hmm. just the in-person thing just takes it to the next level. And you would obviously concur with live events, like the live events are going to continue yeah. to be a part of your world? Are you doing it again next year? <laughs> yes. So this is the million dollar question right now is that everybody's going, okay, so when is it next year? Where is it going to be? I had so many people just say, can I just buy a ticket now? Um, so <laughs> details are in the works right now. Okay. Uh, there is a couple of really unique and exciting things that I'm working on. Mm. And the best thing I will give a little bit of a teaser right now is that the group of incredible speakers, Jenna and Dr. Jody and Selena and Tanya and she tell they're in for doing it in another location. So maybe Ooh, taking wow. a little bit on the road. So that's all I'm going to say right now. <laughs> but we're so looking exciting. at that. So yes, Watch there's opportunity. One of my biggest, so I'm going to say it right here and then we'll see mm. by the end of this 2024 yeah, yeah. how it comes. But my goal, my one day goal right now is to do a hometown edition and take it back to Ontario. Ontario. Oh. So 
that that's would all suit I can me. see right now. <laughs> Let's just say that. That would suit me. Fabulous, <laughs> just for Park, yeah, Jasper Park Lodge sounds pretty amazing, but Ontario is right? a little bit more accessible. <laughs> yes, exactly. And I had a lot of people from the East Coast that were wishing that mm-hmm. they could attend and it's not always possible. Again, same yeah. thing. I was talking about starting this event and everybody in Alberta feeling like that they can't go to Toronto or the U.S. Yeah. for events. Sometimes Ontario feels the same way about the Western events. So yes, that's my big goal with this is to take it on tour. So stay tuned. Amazing. That's so good. And we've talked a lot about events, a lot about speaking and your background. And just, I'm going to just change, not tact a little bit, but I'm just going to ask yeah. a question just around, because obviously this podcast is called Zero Wasted Days. And my work personally as a life first business coach is all about creating this business that is the means to us living life first. And I would just love to know you're busy. You have a full calendar of, of things, how you prioritize your life while also running mm-hmm. a sizable business. Totally. This is a great question. And it's funny because this was actually a question that came up at the conference when we did a speaker panel at the end. And that was one of the questions that actually got asked a few times about Mm. just like, how do I manage it all when there's so Mm. much going on? And I think that's a good question for a lot of people, because there's a lot of entrepreneurs out there that they're very busy, they're on the go. And you're wondering how they manage that. For me, one of the biggest things I recognize is my schedule weekly and having boundaries. Mm. When I first started my business, especially even the coaching business, the first year COVID I felt for others so much because I knew so many people were struggling the COVID like the pandemic was such a shock to entrepreneurs and so people were just scrambling and so I think what I learned that year was that I didn't have boundaries at that point in time I was just filling my calendar accepting people anywhere I could anytime I could And I quickly realized burnout is real. And when you don't Mm. have those boundaries in place, that is one of the biggest things. For me, what I do is I look at my week and this is an exercise I do with a lot of my clients where I walk them through what they want their ideal work week to be. I always look at, for example, on Mondays is what I call an empire day. So that is my day to work on my business, not in my business. And there are so many entrepreneurs that don't or feel like they run out of time and don't get a chance to work on their business, right? Like it's so common. So for me to have a dedicated day for that is just huge. Mm. It also gets me excited for Mondays because I I love working on my business. I love thinking about what's next. I love getting creative. So Mondays for me are that. I have specific days like Tuesdays and Wednesdays are often my call days with my clients. So those are mm-hmm. blocked off in that sense because I used to just put everybody wherever I could fit them. All over. And now yeah. I'm like, this is makes way more sense. People will find it in their calendars. They'll figure it out, right? Like if I give yeah. them set dates yeah. instead of just saying what works best for you and just trying to fit them, giving them dates and just saying, here's my availability how does it match with yours? That often makes it such a smoother transition. Quite often on Thursdays, for example, I do amazing podcast recordings, working on my own interviews. And I leave that part open that day. And then Fridays, I always take off. That's my day off. Mm -hmm. And I love a three day weekend. So for me, I fill it however I want. If it is like for fun, personal, if there's maybe something that has come up that I get to do, sometimes I travel for speaking engagements. So I leave that Friday open. The other thing that I really prioritize is in the mornings, I have a health commitment. So for me, I Mm. am never one to get up and rush and jump into any work that to me is it doesn't feel good for me. And then I feel like I would Mm. not also perform as well for clients or for podcasts, that kind of thing. So for me, the mornings are like my health time. So going to the gym, yoga, meditation, journaling, that kind of thing. So that really helps. And what's interesting is this year when I was getting busy with the conference, I found myself going back to, 
I just got to fit people in again. And I was like, nope, I had to really like refresh yeah. the boundaries there because it's easy yeah. to do when we get busy. And as entrepreneurs, we want to just dedicate so much time and energy to our businesses all the time, but that's what totally. leads to burnout really fast. 100%, 100%. And we see it every day with our clients yes. and, and not holding those boundaries and not prioritizing ourselves, right? So you're prioritizing exactly. yourself every day as the most important thing, because if you're not taking care of your health, and I can tell you, I'm getting, like, I'm late forties and it starts to catch up on you. And there's these things called perimenopause and menopause that no one tells you about. So by the time you get there, you're like, oh my gosh. So yeah. actually prioritizing your health and prioritizing you mm -hmm. in the morning is the best thing. One of the habits I've seen so many women fall into the habit of mm -hmm. is checking their emails and their Instagrams and things right like almost from bed sometimes yes. in bed and right. how that can and when you do it and I've done it of course we're all guilty yep. of it it yep. can really take you down the slippery slope because all of a sudden you're like oh I sent that message to that person and they didn't get back to me and oh look right. at that she's launching that why am I not doing that and then all of a sudden you're like before you even made your coffee or exactly. you're trying to get your kids out the door in the morning, you're down yep. the slippery slope. So I love yep. that you really dedicate that morning time slot to yourself. And then it's all mission go after that. Right, exactly. And it's so funny because I literally just had this conversation with a client yesterday <laughs> because we were literally just talking about how easy it is for us to check our emails, look at social media mm. first thing in the morning, our like phone technology it's just so accessible, right? And yeah. so it's just, it's there. Often we have the phones beside our bed. So it's the first yeah. thing we think of when we wake up. And it, yeah. But it can also totally change the course of your day by Ooh. getting an email that maybe just puts you in a different 100%. kind of mood. Or like you said, like thinking of your to-do list or did I do that? Have I done that? And it immediately takes you into that. And so one thing that I love from Marie Forleo who said it mm. is to create before you consume because it is mm. so easy yes. to get caught up in everybody else's to-do list or their content yeah. or right yeah. and that's quite often what happens is our like our email inbox is somebody else to-do mm. list but we often take it on as our own to-do list and <laughs> so when you look at it you're thinking okay I gotta do this I gotta work on this later right I gotta respond to this person and so what I love is that idea there have been times and I am 100% guilty of looking at my phone in the mm. morning what I have noticed, though, the very first time I launched the conference, I actually did this really fun thing where I did pre-sale tickets and I set those emails every day to go out at 10 a.m. So mm. for me, it felt like if I set it at 10 a.m., I didn't actually have to be in the office till 10. And it got me excited <laughs> to go look at my inbox, but I would wait yeah. up and hold off until 10 a.m. So yeah. what I would start to do is I started to put my phone in airplane mode. So every mm. night when I went to bed, it went into airplane mode and it was something that I made sure I didn't look at until 10 a.m. I didn't turn it back yeah. on until 10 a.m. And so I would get up, I would have breakfast, I would take my dog for a walk. It was the most peaceful morning and the best way to start my day. <laughs> and then I was yeah. actually super excited to get into my office at that 10 a.m. mark every day, right? Good so idea. for me, I noticed that was like a big change. It's just, just the shift of airplane mode. No notifications mm. in the morning, nothing. Like yeah. it just... It was a very peaceful way to get up and start the day. Yeah. Yeah. And it's an easy thing to slip into because it can also feel good. You're like, oh, look, that reel that I put on yesterday got this many comments. Exactly. Like, I do this. It makes you feel wanted. It makes you feel loved. It makes you feel all yes. the things that our nervous system is asking us to, to validate. And so it's normal, but it's also it like putting up normal. better boundaries around that can really protect your energy yeah. when... It's everything when you then sit down at your desk at 10 and you haven't gone down that comparisonitis or all of a sudden you're feeling right. doubt about your program over somebody else's and it really yeah. changes the game if we can have better boundaries. Reminder for all exactly. of us. <laughs> yes, exactly. So true. <laughs>
And one of the things you did mention to go back to speaking in events is, and, and just obviously it's tweaked a, a something in my mind because I have a lot of clients mm-hmm. who over the next couple of years are have that one day goal of, I want to write a book. I want to mm-hmm. launch the podcast, but a lot of them also do want to raise their profile in terms of speaking. And so I would just love to know as someone who has, you have a unique perspective because you yes. run conferences, you're also a speaker. And I think it's just gold to be able to ask you the question about what people can do to get on stage for the first time and what you would suggest mm-hmm. for them to do to grow that part of their businesses. Oh, such a good question, because I think the speaking industry is something that there a lot of people are interested in, but it can be a little bit scary. There, There's yeah. people that are, of course, nervous or afraid of public speaking. Mm-hmm. There is getting an idea of what it is your messaging is. So I find that speaking can be very similar to social media, right? You're finding your unique message, secret sauce of what it is that you share. And so I want you to think it's the same idea of what you show up on, say, your Instagram stories and how you connect with your current community. And so I always try to envision it that way when I think about speaking and how Mm. I connect with people. So what I do love is just like you said, I love that I have this really fun, unique perspective from an event planner, as well as a speaker, because quite often it's one or the other, right? And so it's been really fun for me to help others in the speaking world. One thing I would say is starting with your messaging and understanding Mm. what it is this goes for anybody that wants to speak on stage, on podcast, on your social, right? It yeah. is figuring out what the messaging is and being really aware of what the audience is going to take away. Mm. Because I think sometimes when people think about speaking or going on podcasts, they're like, oh, I have a message or I just want people to come and follow me or come to my community mm. and buy. But they don't often think about, okay, how can I give value to that podcast host? Yeah. Community? What 100%. can the audience, what can the listeners really take away from today's episode, right? Same thing with speaking. So if somebody hears you speak, what are they mm. going to walk away with? And mm. what's been interesting for me is when I have had my event, I always have been very strategic with the speakers in saying, I want to know what the tangible takeaways are for the audience. Mm -hmm. This isn't not about you just coming and sharing your story and (laughs) hoping everybody has a great day. It is very much about, okay, what are the audience going to learn from you? What are they going to take away? What can they go and implement back into their business, for example? So it doesn't necessarily mean that your audience of your message is business owners, but what is the audience going to take away from your presentation? And I always usually ask two to three takeaways. So as an event planner, I want to know from a speaker, what are the takeaways, at least have a couple, so two to three of what lessons or what actionable items or takeaways that they can go and implement right away and make change, right? So having clear messaging, having those clear takeaways, that is some of the most important things and Mm. have a call to action. So you see this on social media, you've probably heard this all the time is like, in your posts, have call to action. Same thing. Like yeah. when you go on a podcast, when you speak on stage, have a call to action. Don't just leave everybody hanging, not sure how yeah. to take the next step. Like maybe they've heard some of these takeaways and now they're like, so how do I do that? Give them yeah. a call to action. Give them a simple step that they can also take away. Beautiful. That is some of the most important things I think as a speaker. And it's it's not just about showing up and giving a good speech. It's like, how are you going to make an impact when you leave that stage? Yeah. Oh, those are really good tangible ways that people can and and I'll be using for my clients as well because yeah it's about the end result of the Mm -hmm. impact that you're making on that audience it's not actually about you at all like you might be sharing your story yes and I get so many different requests to for my to come on my podcast as you probably do yeah and people Mm -hmm. it's all about themselves they're like me here's my profile here's my bio and I'm like 
hold on. You know, I, and then I look at them and I'm like, you're not very relevant to my audience. And But the ones exactly. that do take the time and yes. really think about the value they're going to add, I'm like, yes, that's perfect. Yeah. So yes, that's great that it's the same sort of model. And so do you get a lot of requests like by email or I guess it would probably yes. be by email, yeah, for different future yeah. conferences. And so how can somebody you know, like stand out amongst the crowd, whether it's in a podcast request, mm-hmm. well, I've just mentioned one of the things you can do, but also in, in speaking at conferences. One of the biggest things I look for as an event planner, and I'm very known for my events to be very strategic with my speakers. So mm-hmm. I may open up an application for one slot, but majority of the time I already know who I want based on my research that I've done. And when I do research for an event for looking for speakers, I'm looking Mm. at how they connect with their communities. I'm looking at how Mm. they speak, like even seeing by video. So say there's a speaker that maybe doesn't have a speaker video, like a teaser Mm. reel yet of different other events that you've done. So if you don't have that yet, that's okay. What I would do is I would direct people back to your, say, Instagram, where they can see you connect with your community. Because for me, I can direct people very easily to go watch my Instagram stories because I show up there with my face on a regular basis. And that's where a lot of my community connects me with. And so that's also where I get speaking engagements from or podcast interviews from is because people feel like they've got to know me through that. So if you don't have a video or past experience yet, Mm. direct people over to your Instagram and then also show up, make sure you're showing up on there too. (laughs) Yeah, actually show Um, up there. So they, right? So they, you show your face and you connect there but that's some of the most like simplest free tool that Mm, you can really utilize for that so that's one of my favorite places to go and connect and look at speakers and review what they do and how they show up yeah because that's just such an easy way to do it and they're most likely you're going to be doing that regularly anyways so why not direct people there Oh, I love that. I'm going to use that myself. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds good. (laughs) Because I love a story. I love Instagram. Um, Me too. Me too. Yeah, it's good. That's really tangible. I think that's really helpful for people because it's something that they can walk away and actually try to do tomorrow. Exactly. (laughs) That's the thing. And I think a lot of times, like when you think about the speaker world, you feel like you have to have everything created. You have to have your Uh, your speaker bio. You have to have a one page. You have to have video ready. You have to have samples. You have to have audio clips. And if somebody's starting out, they may not have that yet, right? That's right. And Instagram, is the easiest place that's something that you can do no matter what at any time you can start maybe somebody's listening today and thinking oh I haven't been showing up in my stories but there's no time like the presence just by getting on and starting and connecting with your community and Mm. one thing I will say is that there are quite often a lot of people worried about showing up on stories because of just Mm. the fear the anxiousness the the worry about talking on video and so my biggest tip for talking on video is a reminder that even if you have 100 followers, 500 followers, 1,000 followers, 10,000 followers, nobody is sitting in a group listening to your message. Everybody no. is sitting one-on-one on their phone. And I yeah. want you to imagine it like you're having a one-on-one conversation with somebody in your mm. community and talking yeah. like we are right now. Yeah. I'm not envisioning yeah. right now talking to a mass audience. I'm envisioning us having a conversation and maybe some people yeah. listening at the next table over. <laughs> but I, that's what I really think that a lot of people also get caught up on when they think about showing yeah. up on their stories. So if you're going thinking, okay, I want to speak. I'm not showing up on my stories. Mm. Something that you can just easily take action on today is just show up and pretend and act like you're having a one-on-one conversation with your dream client or someone that's in your community that you connect really well with right now. 
That's so good. Super tangible. I love that. <laughs> always about the tangible tips. <laughs> yeah, totally. And obviously you show up and, and I think it's always been really important for, for me as well that there's just this authenticity, realness. Obviously it's still Instagram mm -hmm. and we have to realize that there's stuff behind, behind mm -hmm. the scenes of the behind the scenes. How do mm -hmm. you stay in alignment with your values and stay true to who you are whilst you still have a public, a public profile? Yeah, that's a good question. I think my biggest thing is I enjoy showing up in the moment of things. So if I'm working yeah. on something, I am a big believer in seeing behind the scenes. Like when I look at people that I follow, I love feeling like I've got to know them. And it doesn't mean mm. that I have to know every single detail of everything they're doing. It just means yeah. that I feel like maybe I've had a sneak peek of where they're traveling or what they're doing with their family or just what they're doing in their business behind the scenes. And it just mm. makes me feel connected to them. And so I think yeah. I try to do that as well. I feel like I want my community community to feel the same way like they know so we have this ongoing joke where I have like a Christmas tree farm in the background right now and it's just <laughs> been this like ongoing thing because I Canadian Tire have these beautiful Christmas trees and I was like <laughs> I just want to decorate my office with these because it's just so serene so just like little things like that where this ongoing joke of my Christmas tree yeah. farm that I've got in here and the Taylor Swift song Hello. it's just like little things like yeah. that or people know like my community knows how much I love the mountains or I love road trips as soon as I post saying oh I'm on the road again any guesses like yeah. of where I'm going people are like you're going to the mountains you're doing this and people yeah. just get really excited and I think what I love about that is just again showing up real showing up in the moment moment sharing mm. behind the scenes and just making my community feel like they're a part of what I do it doesn't mean they yeah. have to be a part of every single thing I do but oh. I just love showing them some of the things that really bring me joy because then I feel like it brings them joy and we're just all connected yeah. that way and that's the word is the connectedness and the resonance before they even really realize that they're connecting with you, that they're engaging yes. with you, that it's telling the algorithm that that you two exactly. are connected they're answering your little question box where am I off to yep they're feeling like an emotional connection to you. So that is just a really yes. powerful kind of subtle way of mm -hmm. really getting an engaged audience in yes. what you're doing. Like I often share, I have uh, chickens. And so sometimes like, I'll go out and I'll, I'll, I'll feed the chickens. And so, and people are like, how's your chickens doing? And then they weren't laying for a while and people are asking me about the chickens. And so it's not everything so of every day, right? I think that sometimes people exactly. think that you have to share every single thing and it's just these little right. snapshots and they can be repetitive. I think that repetitive nature, exactly. like you said, is what actually people like because they get to know you. They're yes. like, oh, she's the one that does this and she's the one that has the exactly. chickens. And super smart, super smart. Exactly. So true, so true. It was yeah. really funny because as an example, back a few years ago, I was showing up more and more in the mountains and I started doing some photo shoots down there. And one thing that I quickly learned is that a lot of my photos had me in the mountains. And so a lot <laughs> of people actually started assuming I lived in the mountains and I was yeah, okay yeah, with yeah. that. But, <laughs> but it was just funny how people, like when people start paying attention, but I I had never outright said I didn't live in the mountains, so they wouldn't have known. It just appeared yeah. that way. But, but again, by just showing like people, showing consistently stuff that yeah. you're up to that people pay attention to. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's such a neat tool for sure. It is cool. Yeah, it is cool. And I always ask a final question and I'm changing okay. the question up for 2024. Ooh, so we are great. getting to the end of our lovely juicy conversation. But my new question to close out my episodes is around the words zero wasted days and in the concept of creating a life of your own design. So I would love to know how important this is for you and how you might be embodying this in your life. 
Mm, I love that question. I think what I have recognized is like you said earlier, where a lot of the times in entrepreneurship, when we first start out, we end up modeling other people's businesses and models and Mm. methods, and we're absorbing all this information. And I think slowly over time, we start recognizing what's working for us, what's not boundaries, like we talked about today, just really understanding that. And I think for me, I recognize that I don't want to be working every day, all day. I love the quote out there that says, I did didn't quit nine to five to work 24 seven, <laughs> which is often <laughs> so what happens in entrepreneurship, especially at the beginning. So I think for me, like recognizing that, like for my goal of 2024 is to have more fun in life and in business. Mm. And so that has been something that I've been playing with a lot, especially later in this year, since the conference is I want business owners to have more fun in business. I want to have more fun in my business. And so I think for me is also creating that space. So when I think of boundaries, I think of a shorter work week. I think of Mm. that really truthfully, like a three-day work week. I think for me, it's creating that more fun, the more joy in my business and in my life. So that's really my goal for 2024 and and embodying that zero wasted days method. So good. I love that. And it obviously resonates with me, especially the three days and the doing the things that you love to do and that spark joy for you and that that make you feel like you're having fun. And it's not just about where you're trying to get to. It's actually the journey that you're trying to Mm -hmm. enjoy, which we can so lose sight of as we're head down into in our businesses and trying to get to a certain place and really where are we trying to get to. And it is a big part of the whole kind of life first method. But sometimes we have to reteach ourselves, retrain ourselves how to have hobbies or how to have fun. Mm -hmm. And because we go into corporate or we get so disconnected from how to actually do it I have clients that say I don't know what to do when I'm not working so we have to work on that because if you don't know how to feel that joy then obviously that energy that because it really when you're Mm -hmm. in that when you're in your groove or when you're in the mountains you're probably just high vibing like you probably create the best content you probably have the best calls and all that it's because you're at that frequency and it's it's so powerful to relearn how to have a hobby again or or feel joy so I just I I love that so So zero wasted days. (laughs) Yes, exactly. I love it. Wonderful. Ashley, I really appreciate you having the time today and having this conversation. It's just been super value adding. I really think that is that it's a proper way of describing everything we've talked about. It's not a conversation I've had with anybody in the whole series last year. And the, the perspective you bring with events and speaking has just been really rich for me and for, for my audience, I know. So thank you. Oh, thank you so much um, be- for having me. No problem, actually. And I do want to give you the opportunity to be able to tell people where they can find you and give them a call to action to be able to connect with you and look at you in your stories and find out more about the conference or the thing that's coming up for next year. Oh, thank you so much. My biggest thing is Instagram, as I've been talking about Mm -hmm. finding me over on Instagram. That's my favorite place because I feel like it's not as like a I find Facebook a little bit different and I use Mm. Facebook. It's not as much anymore, but it's not where you just have a profile. I feel like you really connect and you have the ability to connect with people one-on-one on on Instagram. And I love that ability, the simplicity of that. So Instagram is my favorite place so that you can find me over there at Instagram at Ashley Madal and say my website is ashleymadal.com. Like I said, the best way to connect with me on Instagram. One of my favorite things is of course, helping entrepreneurs with speaking and learning how to get on stages. So I actually developed a program 
that I'm coming out with in the new year to help women with that. And yeah, there's all kinds of different ways. I lead an annual mastermind of women that are like the go-getters ready to take action Mm. and get results. And then of course, I'm going to have details coming soon of next events. So just stay tuned to my Instagram where I'll be teasing. That is something I'm really well known (laughs) for is teasing information and dripping information out. And again, I just, yeah, love Instagram. So that's the best way to connect with me. Awesome. That's where I found you. And I was really enticed and you teased out the Jenna Kutcher. And I was like, oh, how'd she get her? And then it brings people in and yeah, well done. Your marketing and your promotion worked on me. (laughs) Thank you. For me, again, it comes back to having that fun in the business. And that's one of my biggest lessons from 2023. So yeah, more Mm -hmm. fun for next, the next year ahead. (laughs) Yeah. Fabulous. Thanks, Ashley. Thank you. Thank you for joining me for this week's episode of the Zero Wasted Days podcast. I truly hope you found it to be valuable and inspirational as you work to create a life by your own design. I would love you to rate and review this episode to let everyone else know about it and help me share this important message with the world. All you need to do is screen grab your review, share it on socials and tag me in to win a $100 Airbnb voucher that I'll be giving away every single month.